It's more than a minor annoyance. I broadcast my mind with flamboyance. I've written the book on giving the look. Yet the kids are devoid of clairvoyance. I'm Heidi Marks Morris, and I started teaching high school in 1995. Despite nominal retirement in 2015, I've been in the classroom ever since. I'm writing a book about what I've learned in my career because I want to help others experience the connections and joy that I have found in successful teaching. It's called Teaching Matters, and you can sign up for news of it at my website, MarksTeachingMatters.com. Earlier this week, my friend, student teacher trainee, came into my room at the end of the school day with something of a confession. It seems that she had a situation arise between two young men in her math class. The first young man, let's call him Andrew, is a student who struggles to learn math, but he struggles daily and he struggles diligently. The other young man, let's call him Bob, is a much more gifted student intellectually but he is also a student who rarely, if ever, attends class. These two young men were seated in proximity and my friend was struggling to help Andrew win his battle in conquering a particular concept. Over and over she would explain, guide, coach, and celebrate his success as he struggled through several problems trying to help him master this concept. Bob's response to this was repeated expressions of exasperation with his colleagues' lack of skill. Oh my gosh, he is so stupid. Seriously? You don't know that? Oh my, I haven't been here and I even know that. And such comments over and over as my friend is attempting to teach this student who knows that he struggles, and whose enthusiasm for learning was shrinking more and more with each blow to his ego offered by Bob. Finally, my friend had had enough, and when Bob made his next dig at Andrew, her response to him was, well, at least he comes to class which elicited several sniggers from nearby classmates and did have the result of making Bob shut up. But she came to me and explained what had happened and confessed that she probably shouldn't have handled things that way and asked what would I have done. And of course I had to smile because I have been the victim of exactly such bursts of exasperation countless times. It is difficult to be patient with students who are not helping you win the battle as an educator. And sometimes you even wish those difficult students just weren't there. Things would be better, easier, more facilitative without their comments or their sniggering or their eye rolls or whatever their behavior that impedes the progress of the class. What flashed through my mind first is an incident that may seem completely unrelated, but bear with me. 
I think these two anecdotes together are somewhat revelatory of the point I'm trying to make. This one is from my class. In my Spanish class, I have been giving a short quiz every single day. That's a lot of quizzes, and each of them has a specific number to distinguish it from all of the other quizzes, which hit the kids every 24 hours. Now, as long as the students are present in class and on time and on track, all goes smoothly with this continual barrage of quizzes. Needless to say, not every student is in class every day, and even those who are don't necessarily finish the quizzes in the timely manner in which I envisioned their completion. And then they have to do the quizzes late. Now, the entire process by which this is made possible on the online classroom isn't relevant, but what is, is this fascinating detail. The online classroom, even when I open a quiz late for a student, will not inform me when that student has completed the quiz, much less what the score on that quiz was. I have to go looking for it. That's exasperating, but it's made much easier if the student will let me know when they have taken the quiz. So in my wise teacherly approach to solving problems, I explained this to my students. Students, if you have to take a quiz late, know that I do not get any notification of your having taken the quiz, you need to tell me yourself. Otherwise, I don't know how you did and the zero stays in the gradebook. Oh, each of them nods with some comprehension. And my very appropriate lesson is put to use that very night when one of my more diligent and conscientious students sends me an email. Ms. Morris, he says, I took the quiz late. This is not helpful to me. The quiz could refer to any of more than a dozen quizzes that have transpired recently, and I need to know which one. But I bridle my impatience and I respond via email, Fernando, I need to know which quiz you took in order to look it up. He responds almost immediately, oh, last week's. Okay, I roll my eyes really hard on that one. Clearly, I am not communicating my needs to this kid. And neither was Elizabeth, my colleague, relating clearly her needs to exasperated Bob. Here is my nugget of wisdom. Telepathy is an incredibly poor strategy for communicating with students. No, they don't just know why we are frustrated, nor do they automatically rush to resolve that frustration when they realize that it is their fault. It 
doesn't occur to them to see the world from our point of view. And if we want them to change their behavior, we need to explain repeatedly, patiently, and directly what it is that they need to do. <laughs> so this is what I told Elizabeth, even as my recent experience with Fernando was playing in my mind. I said, Elizabeth, Bob has zero idea of the effect that he is having upon Andrew. It does not occur to him that his personal frustrations, boredom, exasperation, whatever those feelings are, have any effect on anyone else. Why should they? They're his feelings. I even went so far as to suppose, here is what Bob's experience is. I get this stuff, and I'm actually here for a change, trying. Why don't I get any of the teacher's attention? She keeps fruitlessly wasting her efforts on this dolt in front of me who clearly is not benefiting from her careful instruction. And Elizabeth kind of laughed and said, Oh, I suppose, but seriously? He doesn't know how he's affecting his classmate? I said, seriously, he doesn't know. And even when you explain it to him, it may not sink in. Well, what would you have said? Again, I don't know, but perhaps something like this. Bob, I see that you're frustrated that Andrew is not learning this as fast as you would like him to. But he is trying, and what is helpful is encouragement and patience. What is not helpful is exasperation and insults, which is what I'm hearing a lot of from you. I do appreciate that you understand this concept. Good for you. That is fantastic. Do the practice problems, and if you get stuck, let me help you. In the meantime, let me encourage Andrew to continue working toward a greater understanding. Even that sort of directness sometimes doesn't penetrate the barrier of isolated ego that all of us suffers from, particularly the teenage versions of ourselves. What I needed from my student Fernando was a response to my email that said something like, Unit 3.2, Grammar Quiz Number 1. Because that's what it says in my gradebook. That's what it says on the online classroom. That's what it says at the top of the test that he took. And that is how I know which quiz he means by the quiz. However, Fernando has never and probably will never drive a grade book. And the inanities of keeping track of all of the details of myriad assignments are not his problem, nor are they his reality. His difficulty is just trying to complete as many of this onslaught of quizzes as he possibly can. So, even though I felt I had clearly explained what I meant, 
I got the opportunity to go back and say, when you are telling me which quiz you have taken, 3.2 grammar quiz number one, what it says at the top of the quiz, that is what I need you to tell me, not when you took the quiz or what it was about. That is not how I will be able to locate it. It is a lesson that it is difficult to grasp, but I'll repeat it. Telepathy doesn't work well for helping students to know what you expect, especially when it comes to particular behaviors that may drive you mad. I am going to close with one success story of a hard-fought victory years in the making from my years of teaching AP Comp. In short, AP Comp elicited from the students an endless flood of essays for me to grade. Keeping up with the grading of essays in that class was a Sisyphean task of Herculean proportions to mix as many myths in there as possible. Typically, the essays were due on Friday. Typically, I would spend hours over the weekend doing my utmost to get all of them graded by Monday. And typically, I would succeed. I would feel a triumphant sense of accomplishment by posting the grades on Monday morning and being able to tell each student how they had done on their essays. However, sometimes I failed. Despite my efforts, despite my intentions, despite my understanding of what should happen, I didn't get all the way through the mountain of essays by Monday and students would come rushing into my room eager to hear their score, only to be shut down with, I don't have them done yet. Well, do you at least have mine done yet? Can I know how I did? I'm not giving the essays back until they're all finished. Well, is mine at least close to the top of the stack? What the students didn't know was that each of their queries made me feel like a failure. I was supposed to have their essays graded and I didn't. And every time I was asked about it by each of my dozens of comp kids, some years I had more than 70 comp kids, it was a new dagger in my heart. My solution eventually was to explain to them at the beginning of the year before any essays had been assigned what my method of grading was, when I posted grades, and what they should do particularly after an essay had been assigned and submitted. This was it. Your grades are posted every Monday. I encourage you to come and check them. If you see your essay grade posted, I've graded them. If you don't see it posted, I haven't finished yet, and I'm very sorry about it, but I do not want to be hounded. It makes me frustrated, sad, angry, and less likely to feel enthusiastic about finishing the grading of your essays. Don't ask me, have you finished the essays yet? Ever. Do not ask, what did I get on the essay? ever. 
you will know your score on your essay as soon as I possibly can tell you, which will be when I have finished all of the essays. Never ask me. Only with repeated delivery of that message was I able to drive it home. But I did win that battle. My comp kids, who came to know me well and fairly, who could read my telepathy with some degree of skill, did not pester me for their essay scores. They understood when they would get them and why they were delayed if they were delayed. When you want students to do differently than they are doing, don't assume that a good look at them will modify their behavior or even deliver the message of what you are doing right now is inappropriate. You need to explain, articulate, and repeat, 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 repeat in order for them to behave as you wish.